This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our preview series, the show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. And in this case, it is, yes, indeed, we do actually have a fixture to look to. It's Brentford's away. Now, you may be wondering why I'm doing this really far ahead of time. The reason for that is that actually we were scheduled to do the preview show today for the PSV game. And of course, we'd organise the time and guests and all of that stuff. And I didn't want to muck anyone about. Um, so I thought, you know, we'll just do the preview show for the Brentford game now because it looked like that game wasn't going to happen at the PSV game was going to happen but actually it's now gone the other way around but uh, I hope you appreciate it do drop a like on the video do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications still on turned on so you never miss a show let me introduce to you our members from the discord server that are going to be joining us for today first of all it's Jared how you doing mate you good you well hey doing pretty good I'm off work this afternoon Spurs just lost in the Champions League and I'm (laughs) back on the Gunner Talk so things are all good it is, yes. It's weird. I can finally talk about um, current stuff. As I was just saying to you guys off air, I just spent the last two hours doing pre-recorded content for the Honeymoon series, which is weird because you're talking as if things have happened and things that haven't happened is weird. But I can actually talk about the fact that, yes, Spurs have lost. <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful. I've, I've been saying for quite some time, Jared, that this Spurs team don't look great, but they keep picking up results. And it seems that Sporting finally gave them one. Yeah, I'm glad to see him finally take a loss, but you're right. And it seems like the past couple of years, that's been the yeah. case with them. And it's frustrating because they seem to be the team that gathers a point or two when it doesn't look like they're going to. And come the end of the year, those are the valuable ones that keep putting them uh, ahead of us in the table. So it's nice to see him finally take a loss, even if it is in the Champions League. It is, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully Marseille can do the business when they do the return leg mm-hmm. and when Alexis Sanchez is back fit. because Well, not back fit, but not suspended. I think he was suspended for the first leg. So... Uh, uh, fingers crossed they can do the job. And I mean, I look at that group. It's Marseille, Sporting, and who's the other team? Do we know who the other team is in that group? Um, off the top of my head, I'm struggling. I'm sure the chat box is now going absolutely mental. I'm trying yeah, to everybody involved now. except you and I know the answer to that question. Contract Frankfurt as the other team. Okay. Well, I don't think are doing that well in the Bundesliga. Um, but uh, hopefully maybe a result can be picked up at some point between the two. Um, let's introduce you to our second guest making up our trio for today. It's Luke. How are you doing, Luke? You good? I'm good. 
Evening all. Good stuff. Evening. Good to have you clear and crisp and we can hear you and there's no internet issues because we've got a laptop working, which is fantastic. But yeah, it's nice seeing Spurs lose, isn't it? It's certainly poked up my spirits, yeah. Uh, especially with um, the news about Partey potentially being back as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like London bus is good news for Arsenal fans this year. It's uh, <laughs> two come along at once. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Brentford. I mean, let's talk about how we've kind of got to this scenario. Um, now, as I said to Mike when we did a bit of a pre-record the other day ahead of the Brentford game, you can go into as much detail and be as vague or as in-depth as you like about this. But the postponements of the weekend, Jared, obviously were a frustration to a lot of Arsenal fans. Uh, I, I wrote a piece on FL about this saying that I really think it was a bit of a missed opportunity from the Premier League to give an opportunity for fans to pay tribute, in a sense, and to just have you know their weekend, in a sense, and have sport. And now we're finding that obviously the PSV game is affected. Now, the reason for that is more to do with policing, um, specifically, it seems. And so there's logistics as to why. With that said, there's been a lot of people suggesting, well, if they knew this was kind of happening on Friday, Saturday, that maybe they could have organised a, a flip of the, the fixtures because there's no danger of people missing out on money in the same sense because the game's been cancelled. So people have missed out on money anyway. But how have you kind of viewed the fiasco of the postponed and reinstated fixtures, if you like? It's been hard to kind of gauge what I thought was going to happen. It seemed like things were changing day to day. Um, I read your article. I, I thought it was brilliant. I, I kind of agree. And obviously, I'm not from the UK, so I probably don't have the same feelings towards what happens as everybody else, or it doesn't hit as close to home. But just in general, sports has a unique way of bringing people together. And I, I was kind of in your same state of mind that I thought it would have been a great opportunity for people to get together, have a little camaraderie. I'm sure there wouldn't have been a been a bunch of nice tributes over the weekend and it would have been great it didn't go on and now we're to this week where no game thursday game sunday chelsea's kind of the inverse of that so <laughs> it's really all over the place and i'm glad to see arsenal back i'm looking forward to the game and it's it, it fell nicely in that i wanted us to get another game in with the regular 11 before we played the north london derby because that's going to be a especially important game this year so i'm, I'm glad we're going to get one in this weekend yeah, absolutely. You know, the idea and the prospect of having that game against Spurs as our next one after we obviously lost our last Premier League game against Man United would have been a frustrating one that we weren't able to build up that momentum. I mean, Luke, the fact that we had Everton at the weekend and then obviously the PSV game was scheduled to go ahead, two home fixtures, it would have been great to obviously build up that kind of momentum going into Spurs. The Brentford game is is different, but just before we go on to that in specifics, what were kind of your thoughts and feelings around the postponement fiasco, if you will? Very disappointed, uh, not just from a personal point of view, because I was meant to go to that game, the Everton one. But um, yeah, I just think that they didn't really think about also all the over, like as you said in your piece about all the people coming from overseas. Yeah, there was no obviously policing issue, so those games could have gone ahead. And then obviously there are going to be policing issues this weekend, which we mm. will understand. So I just think it was um, a bit a bit sad that they they made that decision because then we've now got. We've now got two fixtures to reschedule, and that's going to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, you think about October's already got, what, nine games in it? Um, November's got three in the space of 12 days uh, before, of course, the players break for the World Cup. Uh, next year, when we get round to kind of rearranging the Everton game, which will, will happen next year now, because there's no other place to put it this year, that's for sure, Um is going to generate some difficulties. The PSV game being rescheduled could move out either one of the Brighton or Man City games. My guess would be the City game, 
because it's, you know, a Carabao Cup third round game is not easy to reschedule for a year's time because it's the third round of a competition, whereas a league game is is easier. But that said, if there's one team that is going to be difficult to rearrange a fixture with, it's Man City because they get so far in all of the other competitions that their midweeks are also really filled up very, very quickly. So, yeah, what ends up happening is going to be intriguing, to, to say the least. Let's let's move and keep our focus on Brentford. Um, it's a strange fixture for us, Jared, because we've not won this specific fixture. We obviously went to fix, uh, we went to Brentford last season away, and and lost. We obviously avenged that in the home run, but we haven't got experience of winning in Brentford's uh, stadium. It was a very different time back then, and you fast forward to where we are just over a year later, and Arsenal are in a very very different position than they were, and have very different players that played of course in that game as well what do you think will happen <laughs> now, that's a really broad question but it's kind of where I want to lead the conversation no I like our chances and we had such a poor experience there last year I know that probably motivated us the next time around against them at home but we should probably we have a lot of the same players on the squad they should kind of carry that with them and know that it's it's not a gimme game while they're a team that's not typically up at the top of the league they're no slouches and they're a difficult game and they're playing relatively well. Ivan Tony's on a good run. We we know he loves a good kickabout against Arsenal. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do with him on the weekend. But if the team's healthy, I think this is one based on form this season that I expect us to go in and, and get the job done and come away with three points. Mm. Yeah, I mean, do you feel the same way, Luke? Brentford have had an interesting season. I think they're the third highest scorers in the league at home behind Liverpool and Man City. Four of those goals came against Man United, as we know, and I think five of them came against Leeds. So that's nine in, in two games. Not as good as Liverpool, you can score one in one game, but uh, you know, nine in one game rather. But uh, they are a team that can score. They've got a potent striker in Ivan Tony. Are you fearful of kind of their attacking threat, especially after considering how we were kind of opened up a bit away at Old Trafford? I am um, to the point of I think we can handle them. Mm. But we've I think pretty much all our goals that we've conceded have all been our own fault. I don't think anyone's mm. really outplayed us. I don't think anyone's really kind of scored an absolute worldie against us. So yeah, as long as we can defend as a team. No, no more lapses of concentration, then I think we we should be okay. How do you solve that problem? I know it sounds really a simple mm. question, but you know, you're right in the sense that the goals we've conceded, you can pinpoint why we have. And when you say like a worldie, I don't think we're necessarily talking about 30-yard screamers. We're talking about well-worked goals that break yeah. down the spaces and, you know, good pieces of interplay. And, you know, the goals that we've scored this season, you know, well-worked pieces of play. The goals that we've conceded, as you say, have come from individual errors. How does how does Arteta do you think go about tackling kind of mitigating those problems? Well, he can only get them on the training pitch and and yeah. sort of repetition, almost like what George Graham did back in the day. Uh, but it's we've seen this before, haven't we? We sometimes you see these patterns and they can last the whole season. So it's really important that we can try and nip this in the bud because when we play against Man City and Liverpool, we can't be giving away goals to them because mm. they won't let us back in. And I think when we come up against a side like Brentford that have so much, you know, attacking threat, it's hard to see potentially maybe them not getting a goal with how kind of caution to the wind, I suppose, is a way that they sometimes play, especially at home behind their crowds. And there's an expectation at home for Brentford that they will, you know, take the game to the opposition. And, and we've seen that obviously go for them in games like Man United and Leeds. 
and go against them as well. And they've conceded some goals off the back of being potentially too offensive. Do you think that is where we will find the spaces, Jared? Or do you see us being more dominant in this game still and kind of taking the game to them and controlling the fixture? Even away from home, I expect this is one that we're going to go out and try and dominate possession, dominate the game from from the from the opening kick. I think like we saw in the first few games of the season, not so much against Manchester United, but in those first few where we really came out aggressive and and pushed teams back and didn't even let them get out to try their attack. Um, you know, that that can bite you when teams beat you over the top as United did, but we saw it in the first handful of games. It can be quite effective. And they're a team that I think will be able to do that too with, with some good effect. And I think that would be the the catalyst for us this game would be if that press is effective the first 20, 25 minutes and we convert one of those opportunities we create early, you know, that's been a problem for us this season. We've created a number of good looks in the first 15, 20 minutes and, and haven't come away with a lot of goals from that. So if we start to remedy that situation and put one in the back of the net early, I, I think it's going to carry forward and it's going to be one that we go on to win, you know, 2-0, 3-0, that sort of scoreline. Yeah, absolutely. Um there are obviously areas of that team that are, there's some narrative, you know, around it. Two players in particular, Luke. One is Ivan Tony, who has his links to Arsenal. We've seen Arsenal link with him in the past. We've seen him rather controversially describe his current club uh, in some unfortunate social media videos. And then the other player is, is Aaron Hickey, who, if you remember, was linked to Arsenal rather considerably at the start of the window. Uh, all the work that went into those tactical breakdowns clearly went to good use for Brentford supporters. Um, but that's an interesting one as well. And he's been playing, ironically, at right back because, you know, Rico Henry's been playing at left back for them. So he's going to be going up against Martinelli. And you would think the other key battle that we've mentioned for Tony is going to be probably Saliba and Gabriel dealing with them. So in terms of those two, how do you kind of see and feel about Arsenal having to deal with those two players? I fancy Martinelli against Hickey. Mm. Uh, and I've seen him play for Scotland at right back. And um I don't think perhaps it was just he had a bad game, but um and he was up against Mudrick, wasn't he? So mm. um I think Martinelli well I think Martinelli probably fancies his chances against most uh right backs. Oh. Do you want to go and sort that? Yeah. I could just hear it in the background. No I'm worries. No worries, mate. Um, I mean, follow on, Jared, from what from what Father Luke uh, <laughs> was saying there. We've all been there. Oh, I haven't yet, but I know that a lot of people listening certainly have. But yeah, go on, mate. Yeah, I haven't been there yet either, and <laughs> happily so, I think, right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm kind of with him. I think Hickey's a, a good player. Do I think he's going to be a, a problem for Gabriel Martinelli, who's extremely on form right now? No, I think Martinelli's going to come out and, and do what he does every game. It's just high intensity, high pressure, high work rate, and he's going to create some opportunities for himself and, and hopefully some of the other some of the other boys. Yeah. Um, as far as Tony in the middle, like he said, we've kind of caused a lot of our own issues at the back. It hasn't necessarily come from, you know, the opposition forwards. So the hope is the more games those guys get in together, that sort of just naturally gets tightened up as you understand the spaces those other guys are going to take up. And, you know, Saliba gave up one own goal. Gabrielle, just the loose touch against Mitrovic. Those aren't things that I think are a systemic issue as much as, you know, just that. They're just one-off plays that, you know, happen in a high-paced game of football. Like you see in the Premier League, you have so little margin for error and so little time to make those decisions that they're going to happen from time to time, especially to younger players. But, you know, if we avoid those sort of mental mistakes and, and just take care of what we need to take care of, as Luke mentioned earlier, I'm not worried about teams breaking us down. Uh, certainly a team like Brentford with, you know, quick interplay and things like that. We seem to 
position ourselves pretty well and be prepared for that sort of stuff. So if we can stay out of our own way at the back, I don't think it's a game that's going to give us a, a huge problem. Absolutely. Um, I realize I've been a bit ignorant of the chat box, so apologies for that, guys. Um, we're going to be tackling some of your uh, comments and questions as we go throughout, especially when I feel bad when people leave these really kind comments and I haven't gone back and checked them. But thank you. Someone called Jared Carver as well in the, in the chat box there as well. Uh, pulling the matrix. Luke, are we all settled? We sorted it. Okay. Are we all yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on. Finish what you were saying kind of about Hickey and, and, and Tony, of course, and how we're going to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, because I think... Um... Aaron Hickey's, you know, obviously very young. Um, so I think Martinelli will be licking his lips at that, especially mm -hmm. as he's, he's kind of playing out position. I know people will said he's someone that can play both left back and right back. But from what I've seen from him, I think he's much better at left back. So, um, and obviously Saka as well. Mm. I'm hoping will. I think he was starting to have a really good game in that second half against United. I think he came on against Zurich and looked much better than he had in the previous games. So, yeah, I think um, hopefully he'll play his best game so far. And, of course, I mean, Tony, physical, tall striker, something that Arsenal have struggled with in the past. But when you look at Saliba and Gabriel as a pairing, they give you a lot more confidence about dealing with more tall, physical strikers. Well, yeah. I mean, look, the, the Mitrovic goal wasn't because he out-muscled um, either yeah. one of our defenders. It was because, mm. you know, we gave him a goal. You know, he finished it well, fair enough. But, yeah. you know, when you give someone, you know, a free shot, a goal, there's probably a good chance they're going to score at this level. So if we can not do that to Ivan Tony, because he doesn't need us to give him chances, um, yeah, he might get one. But uh, I'm confident we can nullify most of their attack, especially if we've got most of the ball. Yeah, indeed. And I think it's about how we've controlled games that that's kind of suffocated other sides in, in, in opposition matches. I mean, you think about the Bournemouth game, how we just completely controlled yeah. that. You know, Bournemouth have scored goals against teams this season. They've picked up some wins. I mean, obviously that really kind of interesting win over Nottingham Forest in the end, not so long ago, showed that they can score goals, that they've got quality. And we just suffocated the possession out of them and we weren't we weren't threatened at all uh let's move on to our lineups chat box this is your time to start reacting to how you feel about the guys teams jared we start with yours talk us through your selection and your choice of star man prediction as well so i went with what i feel like is our best 11 in general that's the team i want to see every time out if everybody's healthy and we don't have you know a fixture can of course going to rear its ugly head here shortly but as of right now, everybody's rested. If everybody's healthy, I want to see the best 11. And, and I think this is it. Um, I do have party going back in immediately. That's probably the one that would raise the most question or concern. I know he has a history of injuries here. But I've seen some comments that he was back in training um, as early as last week and is now back in full training. And it's, what, Tuesday? Mm -hmm. So we, we've got a lot of time until the game. And if he's ready to go, I want to see him out there. My, my concern with resting him would be that we hold him out when really he probably could play looking ahead to Spurs. And then we don't come away with three points at Brentford. Now, even if you win at Spurs, you're kind of setting yourself back as big a game as the North London Derby is for us as fans. And we all look forward to it. You know, each game's three points. So you can't kind of put this one on the back burner to look forward to that one in terms of putting your best team out. So assuming he's healthy and ready to go, I want to see him out there and us, you know, dominating the way we did the first few games with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, Odegaard is just so crucial to this Arsenal team. His his influence, his creativity, his leadership, you know, as captain is, is crucial. And I think that we've seen him develop, I think, more as 
as a captain, as a leader in this team. He is vocal. If you've got, if you've ever been to the, the Emirates or you've been to an away game this season or just while Odegaard's been here, he is genuinely so vocal on that field. Um, it's a great example when you go and watch back the West Ham 3-3 from a couple of seasons ago. I think there's a bench cam, not a bench cam, but what, what did they call it? Um, it was something where they like on the, on the Arsenal YouTube channel that they followed the player individually. Um, but there was a really good kind of watch of uh, was it mic'd up or something like that where they kind of you could hear the, the coach's cam or sideline cam. I don't yeah, remember, but I know what you're talking about. about. I, yeah, I remember yeah. the video. Odegaard was just excellent at kind of getting what he wanted from those though uh, from his other teammates and demanding so much more as well. And now he's obviously the captain and has to do that. Player cam GD think, seems to think that it might be. So I hope that potentially it was that. Um, Anthony recognised that, yes, I did forget to change the logos, but I have sorted that uh, very quickly, pivoted. Um, let's go to uh, Luke's team. A couple of changes uh, to what Jared's gone for. Talk us through your team. Yeah, um, so Tierney, I think um, you know, he is a better defender than Sinchenko, and I think he is learning that, invert, that inverted role that Arteta wants him to do. That Obviously, Sinchenko is better at that in a minute, but I think Tierney is only going to do that by, by playing. I went for Sleeper and White uh, just because of with Gabriel. I think he just made um, a couple of mistakes, uh, too many, uh, that have sometimes led to direct goals. Hmm. And I think um, perhaps just get him out of the team for this one and he'll be able to win his back, place back soon. But I want to see Sleeper and White. So I, did, I had to put, I put Tommy Arsene there because I didn't feel as if White need, should be dropped. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see this partnership as well. And the rest, you know, is is what what most people would probably. Oh, and Tierney over Zinchenko as well. Yeah, yeah, Tierney over Zinchenko. Yeah, I just think um, he's. Yeah, I've seen Zinchenko being caught out or positioned a couple of times, and mm-hmm. I think you know Tierney and Tommy also were our first choice fullbacks last season. So yeah, I've gone back to them for this game. No, that's fair. I look. I think that Tierney in particular is interesting because. Brentford, if they are going to hurt us, it's going to be on the counter, you know, and yeah. you'd think that Zinchenko will be targeted in behind for that position. Um, so if, if Tini's there, yeah, potentially there is, is certainly more scope. You went for Saka as your star man. He's had a little bit of a, a, a tricky start to the season, but you think this could be a game? I know he scored against Man United, of course, but is this going to be the game where he really comes to life after that goal, giving him a bit of a, a confidence boost? Well, I, I, I think so, yeah, because you know, whenever a player scores, they're, they, they're, their level can raise quite quite a lot on it so mm. and he got that goal against United he then came on against Zurich and I thought he looked pretty good there so yeah I'm I'm thinking he's going to be back to his back to his best for this game hopefully he'll get a goal and uh, but my, my, my main worry is that he then goes off to England and uh, he comes yeah. back injured for the Tottenham game or something so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, if I'm Arteta I'm tapping on all their shoulders and doing what Ferguson used to do to gigs and say right just say you're injured <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, yeah, gigs for Wales, Saka for England. You know, it's it's tricky. Um, but it's it, well, none of the Brazilians are going, which is, I suppose, a positive yeah. from the sounds of things. I was listening to the Arsenal Vision Pod and Tim Stillman explaining kind of the 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 reasons as to why Jesus seems like his place is safe and they're just kind of picking between some forwards. Martinelli's the one that looks to be the most at risk with Gabriel, the likely fourth choice centre back. So, um, it, it seems as though that they're not going on this break. However, he did make a really good point that actually if we're an Arsenal fan, we probably want Martinelli to go to the World Cup because you don't want him disappointed that he wasn't picked and that mental side of not being selected for the World Cup squad could be more damaging than 
actually going there from a fitness point of view. So some really good points, actually, by Tim. Go check out the last, uh, I think it's the mailbag episode of the, the last Arsenal Vision pod. So go and check it out. Um, my team, very similar um, to, to both of the guys. The only changes I've gone for is, is Zinchenko and Sertini. I have also gone for Saliba and White at centre-back. I really want to see this happen. I'm really intrigued about White and Saliba as a pairing. There's been so much kind of debate and discussion around whether White or Saliba will have a future at Arsenal. But actually, I'm kind of intrigued about how White and Saliba might play as a pairing. Saliba has played on the left. He's done it for Saint-Étienne. He's done it for Nice. He's done it very briefly for Marseille as well. He's comfortable on that side. Um, And I think, you know, Tommy Asu had a really good game against Zurich. I watched it back again the other day because I don't think I... It's, it's funny when you're doing like a live blog and you're writing, you know, kind of commentary, it's difficult to, to really kind of get your head in the game at the same time. So I watched it back and watched Tommy Asu in particular, and he really impressed me with some of the stuff he was doing. Some of the passes that he made, spreading the play, progressing the play was excellent. So potentially we've missed some of his play on the right hand side while White's been there. Whilst White, I think, has defensively been excellent. Um, Tommy Asu indeed I think is helpful and I mean Gunnar David says Saka has missed having Tommy Asu potentially behind him as well so that's key I've gone for Jesus because I'm boring um, he's, he's just a brilliant brilliant player um, and I think we'll start once again in this game um, but it's going to be intriguing of course what happens let's see what some of you guys have said regarding our lineups um, Owen says love the changes we can make in the back four without huge differences shows how much stronger we are this season compared to the last. Amira says, uh, love both White and Tommy at right back, but Tommy supports Saka more than White does while still being defensively solid. Um, Paul says, never change your back four unless injury or a loss of form. I like Jared's team. Uh, Norma also says that they're liking Jared's team as well. Um, and Sox guys giving ratings. Jared, 8 out of 10. Sox guy, 9 out of 10. And rather embarrassingly, I've got the most there with 9.5 out of 10. Um uh, Temi says Luke's team is the best. I imagine that's what you meant to say. Luke's team is the best. But you can also like the video if you would be so kind as well. Um, Ace says, what about a player as Cam? I think, you know, all of us are expecting Martin Odegaard to play in that position. But who knows? Fabio Vieira may get a cameo at some point during the game. Let's go to predictions. Chat box, it's your time to go mad and get those predictions in. Scoreline and scorers. Jared, I'll start with you. Uh, so I'm going to take 2-0 to Arsenal. With uh, Martinelli and my man of the match, Martin Odegaard, getting the goals. Lovely stuff. Uh, Luke? I'm going to go. So, Partey coming back has... I was going to go 2-1, but I'm going to join Jared in saying 2-0. I'm going to go with Saka, both goals. Lovely stuff. Uh, I think I said... Oh, what did I say? I can't remember what it was. I did a show the other day and I'm trying to be consistent. I think I might have said 2-0 Arsenal as well. Um, Jesus with both. Actually, I might have said 3-0. <laughs> I'm going to say 2-0 now and stick with that. But yeah, 2-0 Arsenal. Jesus with two. Um, and fingers crossed we can come out of a big three points. Uh, Nav R, uh, who was a pleasure to meet, by the way, at our live show in London the other day, uh, goes for 2-1. Uh, Schrodinger's cat flap going for 2-2. I know quite a few people have actually said 2-2 as a score draw in this one. Uh, Patrick uh, says, Fabio, though, instead of Xhaka in this game, an interesting potential choice. A, also going, as I said, a lot of people going for 2-2 in this one. Uh, Ramsey Pumpkin says, Arsenal 2-1. Jesus and Erdegaard to win. Temi, very ambitious with a 12-0 victory. Not conservative at all. Philippus uh, says, Arsenal will win 2-0. Gunnar David going for a 1-0 to the Arsenal. DMC going for a 3-0 Arsenal win. 
Patrick going for a smashing 5-1 Arsenal victory. Sam Lowe says 2-1 Jacka Screamer and Saliba with a header from a corner. Uh, Sam Ashby says 3-1 Jesus Hattrick. That would be fantastic to see. Paul says 2-1 because we don't put away chances enough. It's a fair point. Uh, Owen says 3-1 Martinelli, Saka, Jesus and Tony with Brentford's sole goal. Wesley goes 1-0. Anthony says 3-1. And another fellow Jared says 3-1 Saka, Partey and Zinni to get the goals. I'll keep throwing up some more of your predictions as we round off the show. Jared, thank you so much for your time. We're going to call you Jared A with Jared B in, in the chat box. Uh, but thank you for your time. Tell people where they can find you, mate, and what you're going to be up to. Yeah, thanks for having me back again. Uh, you can find me on the Gooners pod always uh, on Twitter. It's at JC underscore AFC. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me back. Uh, don't kill yourself pre-recording content before the honeymoon. <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoy yourself on the trip. Yes, we are. We're six pre-records down. Um, we've got a few more to go. Some good ones planned. I can actually give you some hints as to guests now because we've done. So people that we're going to be coming on, we've got a show with Dan Potts talking kind of about how do, how do we overcome the doubts around Arteta from specifically people that have, like Dan, quite a lot of doubts about Arteta. Got a show with uh, Blog talking specifically about kind of what is the end game of this Arteta project and how do we get there. Uh, a show with Mike, Andy, Drew and John that's going to be coming out the morning I live leave uh, and on the day of the Brentford game or the evening I leave so the morning in Mauritius time so on Sunday morning which is kind of a season review so far and looking ahead of course to the Brentford game we've got a show uh, with uh, Ben from the Marseille View which is a loan update show looking at not just Nuno Tavares, but Nicolas Pepe and following Balogun. We've also got insight from Dylan, who's a Blackpool fan who's going to be covering Charlie Patino this season. And of course, from uh, the Rotherham United podcast, who are going to be covering Brooke Norton Cuffey. And then a more general look at the rest of the players that are on loan. And then we've got a couple of other shows. One with Sophie and Kev from the Highbury Squad, talking all about the evolution of Arsenal's atmosphere and how the fans' views kind of changed in the last two years and just how great it is to kind of go to games now. And then the other show is with Amanda from Same Old Arsenal and Albert from Albert JTV, uh, talking a lot about the evolution of Arteta from where he started to where he is now. Yes, all of that's all been ready and pre-recorded. We've got some more shows in the pipeline, hopefully going to get some with Harry and Clive also ready and sorted for you. So there's plenty to come whilst I am away. These will go out at 8am so you won't lose your morning show that will still be there. Um, so there you go. Uh, Luke, thank you for your time, my friend. Much appreciate it. Tell people where they can find you if you would like. Of course, if you don't, you can tell them they can find them in the Discord server. Yeah, that's the only place you can find me is the Discord server. So if you want to join up, join that. You can find me in there. Lovely stuff. Luke is one of our regular uh, commentators in there, as is Jared, of course, when he has the time. So uh, do get involved. Link to the link tree is down below. Uh, and if you click that, it'll take you onto a page. To, to sign up to, to join the membership and then of course the Discord server along with that uh, thank you Chatbox uh, much appreciate this time apparently Ajax have equalised I'm not going to go too much into uh, what's going on because it'll be out of date by the time some people watch this but thank you so much for tuning in I'll be back tomorrow morning live bright and early at 8am as always keeping you up to date with all things Arsenal We've got a Spurs loss to talk about, though. That's not going to go out a day anytime soon. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. 
perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.